Hello, I'm Rose Orchard and joined by my co-host David Spax. And this is Automators, where we talk about how to automate your technology to do your work for you. Hello, David. Hello, Rosemary. You want to talk about some calendar stuff? Oh, yes. Yeah, we can do so much with automating calendar events. You spend so much time planning a new podcast and getting everything just right. It's it's really fun when you sit down the, at the microphone and, and say, let's go. Yes, it is. This is a very exciting moment. All right. So we decided to start off this show talking about automating calendars. And I think it's because, you know, calendars are something everybody's dealing with all the time. And it is ripe for automation. Um, you know, very often you're going to have similar appointments or similar actions you do with calendar events. And Rose and I have both gone really deep on that. So we thought it'd be fun to share with you some of our automation related to calendars today. Yes. And there's an awful lot that you can do, even appointments that don't happen regularly, but are kind of the same. That's that's the point where you can really get started. For example, I can never remember exactly where my dentist is. I've got the address, but then when I get there, it's like, uh, oh, which lift is it that I need to use? And which floor do I get out on? And do I turn left or right after I get out of the lift? Things like that. That's the sort of place where you can save yourself a lot of time and make your life easier as well. So how do you automate around that? Well, uh, for things like my dentist appointments, doctor appointments, hairdresser appointments, I have a very simple workflow, which is a menu, uh, and it asks me uh, which uh, kind of appointment it is, and then it uh, automatically inputs the the name of the appointment, the address, and notes in the appointment, and sets a specific reminder for me as well. And I've gone one step further. It also, if this appointment is in work time, so for something like a dentist or a doctor appointment, which is more difficult to make outside of working hours, it adds an extra event to my work calendar as well, which just says private appointment on it to make sure that people at work don't try and book me in for a meeting at the same time. Yeah. Okay. So you're doing that with workflow, correct? On yes. iOS. All right. Yeah. Because most of the time I've got my iPhone with me. And so that's the, the machine that I'm going to be using to do a lot of my automation just because it's right there in my hand. Yeah. And just just a warning in this show, not every show is going to be the same, but in this show, we, we're going to talk about workflow a lot uh, because it is so convenient for calendar event management and the tools are actually quite powerful. You can download workflow for free. Apple owns it. We, they just announced that they're going to be switching over to these Siri shortcuts, which um, uh, both Rose and I were in San Jose when it happened and talked to several people. And it sounds like all the workflow stuff is going to come over to Siri shortcuts. So if you're listening to this in the future, first, uh, welcome and congratulations on your time travel. And second, uh, you'll be able to do this in Siri shortcuts as well. So when you're doing this thing for your dentist, um, um, what you, so you said there's a selection. So what is the workflow command? And we're going to put this in the show notes so you can download it, but just kind of generally explain the steps you're taking in workflow. Well, the very first thing it does is it asks me when the appointment is, because I'm often running this just after talking to somebody on the telephone. And I don't know about you, but my memory is like a goldfish. If I don't write down exactly what it is first, the date and the time, I'm going to forget it. So the first thing that it does is it takes the date and the time from me. And then that's an ask for inputs with the selection date and time. Yeah, so it makes it really easy. You just drag a box over and it's a date. Yeah, there. yeah. And then after that, I have a menu action. Uh, and I've got uh, three different entries in there. I've got dentist, I've got doctor, and I've got hair. Yeah. Um, and then uh, inside each of those entries in the menu, there's a calendar entry. Uh, uh, action to add an event to my calendar. Uh, and before that, there is a, a just time, which 
changes the duration. So I know, for example, a hair appointment is probably going to be 30 minutes at most. But with the doctor or the dentist, I'm going to be waiting for a while because they can't really run on time that easily. Things always come up for them. So that gives me an hour for the appointment. And this is then the end date for the appointment. So the first date that I gave him right at the beginning is the start. And then it adjusts the date to be the end date. And then it takes all of this information and some pre-filled information that I've put into each of the create calendar event actions. So And, and, and let me just interrupt there. So you're saying like you yeah. put in the address and maybe yes. which direction you walk when you get out of the elevator. Exactly. And that goes into notes. And depending on what kind of appointment it is, it has a predefined alert as well. So that I don't forget, because if you don't turn up to your dentist on time, uh, they're not going to be very happy with you, are they? Yeah. And that's it. It creates the event. Yeah, that's it. It's very, very simple. You um, could even put into that. And then, and you, like you said, so how does it know if it's work time or not to put it into your work calendar? Well, uh, I tends to, I actually have it run another workflow. Okay. Um, so it, I, I have it run a workflow and it just, and that workflow is very simple. It's, uh, does the, it has a menu and says, is this appointment inside of work time or outside of work time? Yeah. If I say it's inside of work time, then it asks me to choose the event from my calendar, adds 30 minutes at the beginning and at the end, and then puts it in my work calendar for me. Yes. And I will be putting both of these workflows in the show notes because sometimes you do need to put personal appointments in your work calendar as well and i like to just put them in as private appointments um and that's possibly something other people will be wanting to use as well and that that was clever what you talked about putting adding 30 minutes to the front and end of it so you've got travel time covered um travel time and automation is uh, i think another thing right i almost um listed that as one of my favorite um automation routines is uh taking an event and workflow can absolutely do this and say, okay, add a separate event for travel time to and back. And you can make it like, if you want to get fancy, you can make it a menu selection where you can pick how long it's going to take. And you know, like where Apple, uh, Apple's calendar app has the option to put travel time in, but it only gives you travel time getting there. Uh, like a lot of times I have events that are away from the office or the home. It takes 30 minutes to get there, but I have to get back afterwards. So I still need to, cover that time in my calendar uh, with Automator, or I'm sorry, with Workflow. I call it Automator because it's like Automator for iOS. But with Workflow, you can actually automate that process. Now, if you had told me earlier your Workflow could look at and figure out what time work was open and then automatically run the second script to to add the work event, I was going to be really impressed. Well, I can do that. And I do. I, I have done an extended automation that's got that as well. And I'll put that third workflow in there as well. But if you're, if you're new to workflow and look at it and it's a bit overwhelming, then maybe go with the two workflow solution to start with because it's a lot simpler to work yeah. with. And, and honestly, there is diminishing returns on this stuff. I mean, we're, we're making a show about automation, but we also don't want it to be crazy. Like some of the automation I'm going to share later, there's some manual steps in there that I have made manual on purpose. And sometimes it just makes sense to do it that way. But but I like that, Rose. So you've got every time you make an appointment with, you know, your hairdresser, your doctor, whatever, you've got all the directions and all the appointments taken care of. You don't need to add the address. And it's just a simple workflow. Yeah, and it, it's very simple. And it just, just saves me time when I make these appointments. Because often when you make this kind of appointment, you're probably going to be pressed for time anyway. And you you know, you've had to take time out of your day to call these people and make the appointment. Let's save you a little bit of time afterwards, that, after that, at the very least. Well, I've got a similar one, but it's not quite as complicated. And it's just a, um, 
uh, because I do what I call hyper scheduling or block scheduling a lot of times. And there are certain parts of the day that are pretty routine for me. And I'm still, I guess, new enough to this, or I still like the motivation of having those blocks on the calendar. Like I have a certain block of time that I'll deal with email and I kind of try to stick to that. So I don't let email take over the day and I have a block of time for working out a block of time for, you know, some of the, the various things I do. And they generally follow a specific order from 6 a.m. to about 10 a.m. every day. And then after that, it's getting into specific client projects or whatever I'm doing. So uh, there's a couple ways to deal with this. I mean, if you're in a calendar app, you can just literally block and copy prior events that have the same blocks. But sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm out on the road and I, I haven't calendared myself for those blocks so I went ahead and made a workflow for that. And it's the easiest possible workflow. All it is is four events that are set at a specific time. And one of the nice things about workflow is you can schedule the events relative to the day you run the workflow, like today or tomorrow. And so that's something, uh, frankly, that Automator doesn't do very well on the Mac. But anyway, so with workflow, you can make a very simple list of events automatically create them, push one button, and the events are already created. And creating events on iOS on your iPhone and iPad isn't necessarily always very easy. So doing this through workflow really saves you a lot of time. And I'll go yes. ahead and list that. I'll put that one up as well. Yeah. With these workflows we talk about, when we say we're, we're going to put it up, the app has a really nice function where you can um, give a link. You can put a public link up to the workflow itself. So if you're listening and you're interested to try these out, download the workflow app and then just go to the show notes site for automators and then we'll have a description and a link. Just click the link from your iOS device, your iPad or your iPhone, and it's gonna automatically import that workflow so you can use it. And then once you start looking through it, you can um, you, know, you can customize it. Like for instance, with the version that Rose puts up, I'm assuming you're not gonna put your actual dentist address there. You'll put some placeholder or something. So you yes. would go through and just replace the address. And with my events, I'm going to have some very generic ones. You can go through and change the names. And guess what? Once you do that, you're an automator. You've done it. That's it. You know, first 10 minutes of the show, you're, you've already won. Yes, definitely. All right. Um, something people don't think about in terms of automation with calendars that I do all the time is just repeating events. I mean, that's, that is an automation where your computer is creating events for you. And that has got a lot better over the years. Uh, making a, uh, a repeating event, uh, you have a lot of options with Calendar for Mac OS. Uh, you can make a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, custom. Like you can say every, um, you know, every second Tuesday of the month or something like that. In fact, Rose and I did that when we were setting our recording schedule for the show. We decided we're going to record on a certain day of the month every month. We didn't write a script for it. We just did a repeating event, and it's taken care of. We did the same yep. thing for the publication. Yep, and it's very, very simple. And you, a lot of people think of repeating calendar events as sort of daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. But in every single calendar application that there is, I've checked it with Google, and I've checked it in Outlook, I've checked in all of them. They all have the option to do custom repeats, which can be something like on the third Tuesday of every month or every second Friday things like that, which make life a lot easier if you've got a slightly irregular uh, recurring event. You could even do every 13 years if you wanted to. Yeah. And maybe you're afraid of commitment. You know, you're thinking, oh, I don't want to do this and I'm going to have this calendar event and I'm going to feel like I have to do it. And 
And even though I always do it on the second Tuesday of the month, once in a while I have to go to the dentist where you turn left and you get out of the elevator. And so there's going to be occasional exceptions. I don't want to bother with a repeating event. That's silly because the good news is when you have an exception, you have a repeating event, you can move it. It's not like carved in stone in your digital calendar. You just move it. When you do, the calendar apps will generally prompt you to say, now are you moving it to this new time permanently going forward or is this just a one-time exception? And that's what I do all the time. I say, no, this is a one-time exception. And then you're still fine and everything's calendared in the future. And but, you can actually set an end date on repeating calendar events as well. Yeah. So you can say that it's it's going to start, for example, next Tuesday, and it will repeat every third Tuesday for six months. And yeah. then it stops, which is great. For- yeah, I mean, I always like to uh, spend some time writing articles for Max Sparky on Saturdays. Usually from like 9 a.m. to like noon, I just sit and write stuff for the following week. So um, for some reason, I was having trouble remembering to, to develop that habit. And even though in the back of my mind, Friday, uh, Saturday morning is writing time, um, I just created a, a repeating a calendar event for it. And it just, it really helped me out in terms of reminding me every Saturday to get on my horse and start writing. Yes. And you can add reminders to calendar events as well, which is especially helpful going back to your travel time, calendar events, going there and coming back. Well, it, you know, when you're going there, it's nice not to have the reminder when it's time to leave, but to have a reminder 15 minutes before it's time to leave. So you've got time to grab, you know, your iPad or your laptop or whatever it is that you need to take with you and make sure your documents are ready before you get in the car instead of running out of the door as soon as your phone notifies you. Do you remember uh, when we used to be able to attach Apple scripts to uh, calendar events on the Mac. Well, you still can actually. It's possible. You, you just you I just have they to took use. That out. No, it was at least in my version when I was last looking at it. Uh, you can use Automator as well um, to ha- to execute something when a calendar event happens. You just have to look, and it's. Uh, it, I believe the correct way to do it now is just through Automator, uh, but then you can add it as a specific alarm to that event all right it's all it's hidden in there somewhere but you can definitely find this sort of thing yeah it used to be right in the calendar event you could trigger a script you could add a script right to the event so when the event shows up the script runs which was like a great way to do things like back in the old days when you'd want to make sure you run on your maintenance scripts you could just attach it to a apple script to a calendar event Yes. But nowadays, if you use Google calendars, then you can have if this, then that trigger when a calendar event starts, which is really powerful. Yeah. And that's a nice thing. You know, using a calendar event to start an automation is something that you may want to do. Yes. And I think a lot of people are going to have a lot of fun with that. This episode of Automators is brought to you by Smile Software, makers of PDF Pen and Text Expander. Today, I want to tell you about Text Expander for Teams. It's a simple way to make typing faster. You can set up shortcuts, which expand into words, sentences, paragraphs, or even whole documents. And the best part of it all is you can share it with everyone you work with. These responses are easily accessible and even searchable to make sure that everyone can find the best response. You can even make these snippets more powerful by using AppleScript and JavaScript to automate things. Text Expander for Teams allows everyone to be on the same page which helps avoid confusing your team and your customers. Let your best writers do the writing, and as soon as they make a change, it will be changed for everyone. Text Expander is available on Mac, iOS, Windows, and even the web, so everyone can use these snippets on all of their platforms all the time. 
If you're in a larger team, then Text Expander supports single sign-on and grouping accounts, which includes identity providers like G Suite, Okta, OneLogin, and means your newest employees can start using this great tool in even less time. Text Expander multiplies your team's productivity. It makes an up-to-date, shared knowledge easily available for everyone. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more. And don't forget to tell them that you heard about it on Automators. Our thanks to Text Expander from Smile for their support of this show. Uh, another uh, bit, I guess I'll call this automation, although it's not really. It's just copy and paste. You know, if you have uh, repeating events, and so maybe on Monday you look at your calendar and you're like, okay, I'm going to spend the first two hours working on this big work project every day. You could just create one entry of the event, hit Command C, and then hit Command D a bunch of times, and then you you drag it and set it up into your positions. I'm not sure that even qualifies as automation, but it's it's in the ballpark. Yeah, and on iOS in the uh, native calendar app, you actually can't copy events, um, at the very least not easily. Um, yeah. So I've got a little workflow, which I will include in the show notes, which lets you copy a calendar event, and then you just modify the date and the time, for example, and you run it again, and voila, you have a new calendar event. Yeah, and uh, you can do the same thing without a workflow script if you use Fantastical or BusyCal. Yes, they have built-in functions for that, which is really nice. Just long press, and then they have a duplicate button, and then you can set the start time, and it'll set up a duplicate event. Yes. Okay, so uh, every so often, somebody is possibly going to dump a list of events on you. If you're a parent, uh, it might be that your school sends home, uh, or your child's school sends home a list of events that's going to be happening throughout the year, like parent-teacher conferences, sports days, things like that. Uh, maybe you are a sports fan and you just want to put all of your team's sports fixtures in your calendar, or maybe you are an athlete yourself. Um, or sometimes, I know as a university student, I would get lists of seemingly random lectures that I would be required to attend. And what's really useful is if you can actually dump all of these into your calendar at once. And sometimes they come nicely formatted. So you can just go, hey, Fantastico, deal with this for me. Yeah. And sometimes you need to do a little bit of tweaking before you can do that. And to do that, I have a numbers spreadsheet. Now you're probably thinking, numbers, spreadsheet, calendar, what's happening here? Um, and what I do is I just paste it in so that what I paste in goes into the very first column, becomes the title of the event. And then I can add things like the location, the start time, how long it's going to last. If I want, I can add a URL um, or an alert and the calendar name. And then the spreadsheet will give me in one column a nice list of all of these events, which I can then parse in Fantastical just to make my life that much easier. Because especially if you know, the sports events, uh, they're probably going to be home and away. So every other event, you're going to be able to put in your team's home ground. Um, and then the other ones, you you might need to find out where they are if you're going to be attending those and the location is important. Yeah. So then you've got a list in the number spreadsheet. And something you could do here, uh, like lawyers do this all the time, you'll say, okay, we've got a trial date on November 1st. Well, there's a whole bunch of triggers that come before that, like there's a deadline to file witness statements or whatever. Uh, so whatever project you're working on, think about things that relate to a big date you put in. Maybe uh, you have the graduation party on June 1st, but you want to make sure you've got the cake ordered by a week before that, and you want to make sure that you've got the invitations out at least three weeks before that. With numbers, you can create automation effect in numbers to say, take 
the June 1st date and you can do date math in the number spreadsheet and then you can generate a whole bunch of additional events in numbers before you run the automation routine. So we're kind of doing automation on automation at that point. Yes. And it's great because then you've got this list of events. And of course, you can just copy and paste this fantastical thing into fantastical. But I mean, we're automators, right? Right. So there's a, I've got a keeper of maestro macro, a workflow, and a drafts action. Uh, so that's one for Mac, two for iOS, where you can actually take this list of events and dump it into Fantastical and just have Fantastical add it straight to your calendar. Boom, everything's in there. You could add five events, you could add 500 events, and it will just do it for you, which is so powerful. Yeah. So, and just we haven't mentioned Keyboard Maestro yet, but it is one of the most powerful tools for automation on your Mac. And it allows you to do lots of things. Uh, uh, just about anything. You can tell it to click on a certain place in the screen. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And uh, so what Rose is doing is just saying, okay, I wanted you to grab a field out of the... Um, out of well, the, actually, what I'm doing is I'm copying it to the clipboard, and then it's going through every single line in the clipboard and sending that off to Fantastical okay, so, for us. So you're saving it, and but it's it's running as one event, and it's parsing yeah. that, and then going to Fantastical with each one, and just dumping the phrase. And Fantastical has the amazing ability to create events with just a line of text. So you could say, um, graduation party, June 1, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And then if you, if you put slash P, it would put it on your personal calendar. So you uh, once you put that into Fantastical, it does it for you. But what she's done is just allowed uh, this keyboard maestro script to do the act of putting it into Fantastical for you. Yes, which is great. I mean, if you just got one event, you can paste it into Fantastical yourself. Um, but if you just had one event, you're probably not going to look to automate it. But if you've got more than one event, that's where this comes in really useful. And the yeah. workflow works in the same way. It takes all of the lines on your clipboard and it puts them into Fantastical. And the drafts action takes all of the lines in the current draft and sends those over to Fantastical as well. And the beauty of this is the the actual composition of the Fantastical line, uh, she's done just by grabbing individual fields and pasting them into kind of the results field or the Fantastical field. So you don't have to compose it yourself. It's done for yeah. you. So uh, the, the Fantastical field uh, in numbers is uh, a slightly complex formula with ifs and so on, which obviously you're welcome to take apart. It basically checks if fields are blank. And if um, the, the event name or the start date are blank, then it just won't give you an option to add it because, well, you need to have a little bit of information to put that on your calendar. Um, yeah, and, and you, you do need to kind of understand how Fantastical works. And we're not going to do a whole show on that here, but... Um, I'll put in the show notes, I did a whole series of videos for Fantastical on their website, and it, it, it shows you exactly how their parser works. And it's worth learning that if you're going to do this stuff, because like I said, just you can you can put a specific calendar in it, you can put location information, there's a whole lot of stuff you can do if you understand how that works. Yes. And I mean, the spreadsheet is set up to help you, but I would definitely recommend watching David's video on how Fantastical works, just because that's another way to automate things. You can just write a sentence into Fantastical and their natural language parser, it will figure it out. Yeah, but Rose, putting it into numbers spreadsheet, having the numbers automatically create the Fantastical field, and oh, then using yeah. Keyboard Maestro to create all the events, that was genius. I, I got to give that one to you. I'm well, it, it happened because I got given a list of, I am not kidding, 68 lectures that I needed to attend one semester at university. And I went, I'm not putting this in my calendar. I'm making my computer put this in my calendar. 
And that's what happened. You first talked about that on an episode of Mac Power Users. That's one of my other podcasts, which uh, where we go deep on some of this stuff as well. I'll put a link to that so you can listen to Rose go yes. into uh, deep how she uh, how she figured that out. Yes. All right, uh, we have not uh, we have not talked about in this show Apple Script. Uh, so Apple Script is a scripting language on the Mac that allows you to do all sorts of things. Um, the it's an interesting language. It's supposed to be written for humans, so we're we're thought. You know, we're thinking for automators. This is something you may want to learn. It only works on the Mac, but it does give you a lot of power on the Mac. And uh, the one thing I've learned having done podcasting for about 10 years now is you never talk about Apple Script on a podcast because very detailed commands, you know, and you've got to get the syntax just right. But we have created a little um, uh, automation Apple Script on how to create a calendar event. We're going to put in the show notes, and you can download it. The what you do is just open that in the editor on the Mac, the Apple Script editor, and you can run it. And once you see it, it tells you like set the number of hours. Well, you can. That's pretty obvious. You can write in whatever number that is, and you can do some automation with that stuff. Um, so feel free to play with that and uh, have some fun. But I, I think that's as far as we're going to go with Apple Script in this episode. Yeah, the only thing I'll say about it is uh, the Apple Script is somewhat inflexible um so uh, you might want to look if you do have fantastical fantastical is also apple scriptable and you can make it parse sentences through apple script which i will also have a, a version of uh, that you can get which of course is a little bit easier especially if you you already have a list of events that you want to add and you just need it parsed and put onto your calendar yeah and where that makes sense is where you have like rose had 60 events i mean because Doing it for one or two doesn't make sense. Fantastical's got a keyboard shortcut for as long as it takes you to type in the uh, the sentence, you're going to create the event. So there's no need of scripting that. It's always that balance we're, we're trying for. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about cloud-based automation? Uh, you can do some cloud stuff for events as well. Um, there's a great service called If This Then That. I think we already mentioned it once on the show. Uh, they work particularly well with Google Calendar if you want to automate your calendar. But they can also work with, um, you know, the iCloud stuff yeah. if you want. So uh, you can create an event. And the nice thing about that is if it's web-based, it can be triggered by almost anything. Like you can say if the weather, you know, look at the weather site. And if the weather's good and look at the surf report, if the waves are over such a level, create a calendar event to go surfing. And wouldn't that be great if I just had an automatic surfing event show up on my calendar every week or so? That's what I need in my life. Well, every time I get an email from you, it adds a 20-minute appointment to my calendar so that I can make sure that I get the time to sit down and read it and give you a good answer. Uh-oh. So, wow. Well, it, there you go. I figure it's worth it. Yeah. There you go. So you, you can use anything as a trigger. And with If This and That, you can also use, for example, uh, Google or Office 365 calendars as a trigger for an event. So you can say, yeah. hey, when this event starts, add a file to my Dropbox so that I can take notes in it. Yeah, um, and add the information uh, from the calendar event at the top of the file for me. Yeah, um, I, I'm just thinking out loud. Uh, you know, talking about uh, the dentist appointment and the work calendar. You could say monitor, and if an event is created about going to the dentist, I believe we could probably have it create a separate event on the work calendar, and you could automate that through cloud automation. Yes, depending on your work's policies, you may or may not be able to do that. I unfortunately am not able to do that because of our security and privacy policy. Yeah. But if your work uses uh, Google uh, G Suite or Office 365, then you can probably automate that, which would, of course, be really useful for you because iOS, you can use that as a trigger. If you add an event to any iOS calendar, you can use that as a trigger 
to uh, to trigger something on if this and that. Yeah, and the the piece of that where people run into trouble because we're not even the automation I just suggested doesn't involve reading the work calendar; it just involves writing to it. But even that is sometimes is too much for some companies. They don't want web services writing to calendars. Yes, yeah. But the beauty of all this, I mean, that's kind of the reason we're doing the show is once you start putting these little puzzle pieces together in your brain, you're going to find reasons in your life to use them. You know, maybe your kid gets on a soccer team and they've got all these uh, practices. So you set up a number spreadsheet, throw it in, and it automatically creates all the events for you. Yeah. And it's great because then you can take David's workflow to add travel time to and from it so that you know half an hour before you need to leave that you need to leave so you can make sure your child has got their kit ready. Um, You know, if if your child is of the age where you're still having to check on that for them. Um, So it's really useful. And then maybe you could automate it to check the web to see if the team keeps losing. And maybe you just need to, you know, start drinking after each soccer game because it's so sad. I don't know. Well, then it could add something to your calendar that says, hey, night out at the bar with David and Rose. There you go. (laughs) We got you covered. Uh, Oh, yes. On the subject of cloud automation, we talked about if this and that. The other one is Zapier. Uh, Zapier is a subscription-based cloud automation, much more powerful. They've got a lot more hooks into the internet. Um, we're going to talk more about those going f- forward with certain episodes. Like because of the kind of the far reaching, uh, idea behind the show, there'll be some shows where we focus on some services over others. We're not going to get in Zapier today. It can do the same calendar stuff and even more, but you know, web-based calendaring is a thing and it's something to consider, but we're getting towards the end. We're trying to keep the show to about 30 minutes. Uh, Rose, I thought it'd be fun to kind of share some of our favorite automation that we do for calendars. I'll go first this time, and uh, mine is a little workflow I made a a while ago, and it's a meeting confirmation workflow that I just do in the workflow app. And how it works is, let's see if I can do this from memory. It first thing it does is it looks at my calendar, but it only looks at my my legal calendar, my day job. I'm a lawyer, so um, often I have to go meet people, and nothing worse. There's nothing worse than you know getting you know, looking fancy, getting in your car, driving somewhere and the person doesn't show up. So every Monday I run this workflow that looks at all of my events for the upcoming week and only in my legal calendar. So it cuts everything else out and it only looks for events with a location. Cause if I'm meeting somebody, I've added the location date of the calendar event. So then I usually get an, a fairly abbreviated list of events that have a location that I'm going to this week. And then you select one and then it goes through and it prepares an email and it prepares the email, it, the subject line, it, it uses automation in a workflow. And by the way, I'm going to post this one as well. So you can see it. Maybe I'll even do a little screencast of this one. Um, and you, it pulls out the name of the event, the location, the time. So it creates the email, writes in the subject line with all that information. And then it writes a brief email to the person attending and, and once again, summarizes the event, the date, the time, the location, even puts the address of the place there. And I actually write it as if it's just coming from my computer and it's automated because I don't really want to get into a long conversation with the client via email just because I sent a reminder. And um, it prepares the email. And then I, so I, I tap one button to select the event. It prepares the email. Then I, I type in the recipient names. And I could automate that, but I don't. This is one of those examples where uh, I don't necessarily want to automate the recipient because sometimes I have other people I want to add to the event and, and get them email notifications, and it doesn't take that long to just put it in as I as I run the automation routine. 
But then I just tap the send button and very quickly I'm able to send out a batch of reminders for all of my meetings for the week. That's really useful. And I'm going to have to steal that because I have had that occasionally at work where I have a meeting and nobody's there except me. Yeah, I was thinking about it for the show this week. And, uh, you know, why am I not doing this for telephone calls as well? Because I have a bunch of scheduled calls during the week. So I've yeah. now duplicated. I'll, I'll put this one up too. We have so much stuff for you this week. Uh, but <laughs> I, I'll go ahead and, and uh, put that one up as well. It's a simpler one, but just says, hey, uh, we've got a call scheduled for Tuesday at 3 p.m., you know, talk to you then. And then I always say, I'll call you. And that way I don't have the thing where everybody's calling each other at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Well, I have a, 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 it's not exactly the same. It's similar. Uh, So I have one uh, which I run uh, every week and it gets the calendar events from the last week on certain calendars. So for example, I'm subscribed to the Relay FM uh, live uh, recording calendar because they have some really cool shows and it's really nice to sit in the chat and hear them recorded live. Um, and so I have one that gets the important calendar events from the week and it it just goes through them with me and it just acts as a trigger list so that then I can think, oh yeah, right. I had that meeting on Thursday and we said we were going to meet again in three weeks, but nobody organized a calendar appointment. Well, I should do that now because if I remember now, well, somebody's remembered. So I do a lot of that, which is really useful. I actually have two of these workflows. I have one work one, and then I have one personal one. So I can do a review at work and then another review at home later. So this is upcoming events? I don't understand. Uh, this is w- events that have happened in the last week and events happening in the next week. Okay. So I, it's it's good because that way I, I realize, oh, I've got a meeting on Monday at 9 a.m. I need to make sure that I'm in o- the office on time so I can set you know a, an earlier alarm perhaps. Or uh, if uh, there's an event on Wednesday and then I realize, well, actually, these people who are supposed to be in the meeting with me are on holiday. Well, then I'm not going to be sitting there in the meeting all on my own waiting for them to show up. What's the difference between that and just looking at your calendar? Uh, I like the way that it formats things because what it does is it actually takes uh, all of the events and it just puts it puts the previous events together in a drafts note for me so that I can make any notes that I need to do. And it just shows me the upcoming events and asks me if I want to add any tasks to my calendar based on this. Uh, sorry, any tasks to my OmniFocus. Um, and then with the OmniFocus ones, it, it of course adds tasks to OmniFocus for me if I've if I've added anything. Um, and with the previous ones, it goes into Dev and Think. You act on them. Yes, yeah, exactly. Thanks. All right. Well, listen, that's it. Uh, we we made it through the first episode. Nothing blew up. That's always good. Lots of automation today. Uh, hopefully, we've inspired you to think a little bit about how you can automate your calendar. Uh, there's going to be lots of links. Uh, this this show, of all the shows I've ever done, we're going to have a lot of extra content because of the, the nature of a show about automation. Um, so... Uh, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, every uh, flip every episode. So Rose, for episode one, is going to do the main post on the show at her blog. Um, Rose, where is that at? That is at rosemaryorchard.com. Okay. And so, and then we're going to have a combined feed. And then like the second episode, the links will go on a post on mine. Now in that, we're going to have links to some of these workflows we talked about. We're going to have a link to that crazy Apple script. Uh, we're, we're even going to do a couple videos. I don't want to promise a video with every episode, but we're going to try and regularly do some screencast videos to show how some of these work. And then we're going to combine that into a feed over at, uh, I believe it's automators.fm. That's correct. And so you, if you just want to follow that feed, they'll all get fed into that. So like I said, there's a lot of content in the show. I think, uh, 
uh, it's Friday, you know, go home, think about some stuff you can do. Maybe go to the website tomorrow, download a couple of these scripts and see if you can customize them to make them work for you. Um, in addition, we have set up a discourse forum for the show. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I think this is a show that is very much uh, audience participation, you know, because I'm sure you came up with some great ideas for automation. We didn't on the show. We want you to share them with the world. So there's a uh, there's a episode uh, listing in the forum, so you can go in and add automations, links, whatever you can think of to uh, to help along. And I would recommend people go there and take a look at that as well. We'll put the link in the show notes. Maybe uh, some of the listeners will have even better ideas than we did, and we can see some of that stuff. Yes. And you're also welcome to post your own automations in the forum. So there's this sort of free area as well as the episodes area where you can post that really cool workflow that you've got. Or maybe you've got this amazing Apple script that you've been using and you want to show it off. Or maybe you have an idea of something that you want to automate and you don't know how to get started. Maybe, and so we can try and help you out. And I'm sure everybody else in the forum will try and help out as well and give you some ideas. Yeah, we're very excited about this show. We want to build a little automation community of uh, helping nerds. So please participate. Go check it out. Um, it's a brand new show, so we have to ask, you know, if you have time, go into iTunes and uh, give us a review and let people know. That really helps us find new listeners as we get the show started. And uh, I can't wait to share more of this with you. Uh, we are on Twitter as Automators FM. Yes. Uh, I am at Max Barkey and Rose, you're Rosemary Orchard. Is that it? Yes. Yes, I, I am. Okay. And um, we'll see you soon. Yes. Talk to you next time.